Hi, I'm Connie, and this is From Chaos to Peace with Connie, where I explore, sometimes solo and often with a guest, how a few minutes a day can keep the chaos away. And with chaos, I'm talking about the physical, digital, social, financial, mental, emotional, and spiritual clutter that can accumulate in our life. Welcome, my friend, and thank you so much for allowing me back into your ears. How are you doing? This is episode number 115 of the From Chaos to Peace podcast, where you learn how a few minutes a day keeps the chaos away and how clutter is so much more than what you think. And today we're talking about abundance, money and money mindset. All to explore whether having a lot of stuff in your house is abundance. No matter how much stuff you have or how abundant you feel, you will get value from this awesome episode. You will get very practical tips on how to have more abundance in your life. You know me. We can have the head in the clouds, but we need to have the feet firmly on the ground and be able to take practical actions. My guest is Kai Hernandez. She studied psychology and now she's a money mindset coach who's guiding and coaching to heal generational money cycles so her clients can build wealth. We are talking about what is a money mindset coach? about limiting and socially conditioned beliefs around money, how we are absorbing messages about money all the time, and how abundance is actually the natural state of us, and how to start working on our money mindset, the most important part for us when it comes to abundance, whether or not our bank account is the measure for abundance, or where else to look for abundance, how to use thought work to become more abundant, how to think and act around financial abundance, how to establish a positive money habit using the Pavlov effect and the 3R system that Kai teaches and which step most people miss and what the feeling of worthiness has to do with it all. Okay, let's jump into this awesome conversation with Kai Hernandez. Welcome, Kai. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. How are you today? Hi, Connie. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm doing well. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well too, fighting a little bit with Zoom tech, but (laughs) all good, all good. So tell us um, a little bit. So I have an international audience and I have international guests. So I always like to ask, who are you? Who is Kai? And where does she live in the world? (laughs) I feel like I'm still figuring that out. So (laughs) my name is Kai Hernandez um, and I live in San Diego, California. It's actually where I was born and raised. Um, And so that's kind of like all that I've known. And so I find it really interesting how even though I feel like money is so global, even though currencies obviously differ, like the tax systems differ, the the amount that people spend even going from San Diego to like some other state is so different, but money and our relationship with money is always the same, like no matter where we are in the world. Mm, Yeah. I think it's a social conditioning or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, but, but before we dive in, I want to ask something else. So I saw on your mm-hmm. website that you and your daughter, you enjoy watching the wildlife in your backyard. So now you're mm-hmm. telling me you're in San Diego. So are you more like on the outskirts? Or are you living on a So our house, or- the house that has that is actually just outside of San Diego. It's being oh, fixed okay. up right now. So we're not currently living there, okay. um, but it is like, it's on the, just on the outskirts. So it's in an un, what is that word? Unincorporated area. Okay. Um, and so we actually have, so when it's my grandfather's property, so they've mm-hmm. had it, for, I don't even know how many years, like a long time, but so the County came in and they like took some of the property of, of the neighbor Right. Mm-hmm. So we have about three, four acres in the backyard. Mm-hmm. And then that the rest of that property to the sides has become like a nature preserve. And there's actually uh-huh. a public trail right on the end. Yeah, yeah that's uh-huh. awesome. Stuff like that always uh, pops in my in mm-hmm. like when I see that on websites because I live on acreage. And so just mm-hmm. outside Vancouver. And what I really love about it is like think about all of that abundance that's there. Like even my dad was telling me because it's the house that my dad grew up in. And he was like all of this when like the neighbor's property was there and there used to be a golf range where that trail is now the Mm -hmm. golf range moved over a bit, but he was like, it was all just like grass, like flat land. There was nothing. And now there are like so many trees to the point Mm -hmm. that we have to like cut Mm -hmm. trees down. And it's just like, yeah, the wildlife and the abundance that just takes over naturally is so incredible. But I, I like that point that you're making because uh, like nature is abundance. No, no, mm-hmm. matter, like, as, especially if we humans don't start interfering and trying yeah. to make soldier rows and stuff like out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we let nature do its thing. And it's an mm-hmm. it's it. Ha- everything has its place. And it's such an abundance and an over delivery. Like I have fruit mm. trees in my yard, for example, it's just this over delivery and abundance of stuff that nature ah. just gives you. So I, I really love that what you just said, because um, so let's jump in here. Like mm-hmm. you're, a, you're a money mindset coach and, and yes. then probably that ab- word abundance comes up mm-hmm. a lot. So first I want to mm-hmm. ask, just explain in a few words, what is a money mindset coach for <laughs> some people out there that don't know. And then like we, we touched on, a, we touched on abundance already a little bit, like the, the, just the, um, the thought of there's plenty, plenty, plenty. So, um, but how does this relate to what you do as a money coach? Yes, absolutely. So money mindset, such a good question. I'm like, what, what is a money mindset? <laughs> yeah. So it's really about diving into the way that we are taught to think about money, right? You see kids, kids are so great at this. They don't have any expectations. They're just like, can I have that like $50,000 car? Like they don't have any concept of, of how much things are, or if they're deserving or worthy or whatever about any amount of money, right? Those things are very much conditioned into us. And so with money mindset coaching, it's really about kind of diving into that unseen world of our beliefs and what we were taught to believe and the experiences that we had around money growing up. A really common one especially because we just passed the holidays is like Scrooge, right? We as young kids are given a very clear example of rich people being greedy and being Mm -hmm. rude and mean and like just so um, not something that we're taught to be as kids, right? Mm -hmm. And so those two things are now associated in a lot of kids' minds, right? Mm -hmm. Having more than enough, having an abundance, having wealth and being greedy, 
and being rude and being selfish. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so whether we're aware of it or not, those things can affect how we relate to money, how much money we save, how we spend our money even. Um, and so I could just go on and on forever, but so that's what a mind co- mindset coach does is we dive in together and kind of pick apart, like where, um, where is this story coming up in your life right now? Like, why are the money decisions you're making and why is it so hard to do certain things with money? And let's dive back and figure out where that comes from so that we can release it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that the, the thought of um, wealthy people are greedy or or, mm-hmm. or um, mean people or so, I hear that one enough or, or a lot. Um, do you also have other, like, because those are sabotaging beliefs, no? Especially mm-hmm. if we want to, uh, we don't necessarily maybe want to become wealthy, but at least we want to mm-hmm. um, succeed with money. Let's say like mm-hmm. that, no? Um but the, I'm sure there is also other sabotaging real, uh, beliefs. So do you have like, oh, there are so many, other <laughs> one other, like I would, I would think like when mm-hmm. I, in my line of work, there is these three to five that almost every person shows up. with. Oh yeah. No, okay, there are so do. many because it's something that we're so societally conditioned to. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's of course, very obvious ones about being greedy. There's I'm not smart enough to manage money, right? Especially as women with math, right? We are taught that we don't know what we're doing, right? And for many years, I was just re-listening. Rachel Rogers' book, We Should All Be Millionaires, is so great. And I was just re-listening to this chapter where she goes through the history, right? Women were not even allowed to, like, have their own bank accounts. Yeah. Like, what, 50, 60 years ago. Yeah. Right. So not we've that really long been ago. taught generationally that mm-hmm. we don't know what we're doing with money. We weren't allowed to independently own property. Like mm-hmm. we were just conditioned so heavily. And those things still impact us to this day because they're little seeds, right? Yeah. That have been planted. And an example, I'm like, if can I go on a little tangent? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, a really good example of how this impacts us, right? Because that's not an experience that we're having in this day, right? But beliefs travel through generations. And an example I have of this is when my daughter, she's now four, I think she was three, three and a half at the time, but she brought her bowl up and she still had food in it. And she was like, I'm all done. And I was like, okay, great. Right. And um, somebody in our family said like, I wish that she just cleared her plate. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was like, mm-hmm. hmm, interesting. Like, tell me more, <laughs> you know? And we got down to it. And the fact was that this belief originated from my daughter's great, great grandmother mm-hmm. in the recession, saying, like, or in the in the depression and the recession thing, like, mm-hmm. you have to eat all your food on your plate. Like, you have to clean your plate. We might not have food for like another week, you know, like you have to. And so then that child passed on that same belief, right? They were no longer living in this scarce food situation, but Mm -hmm. that belief went down and down and down generational lines. Right. And so now it could have an impact, right? If I wasn't there saying like, Oh no, like I just want her to eat until she feels like Mm -hmm. she's not hungry anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm very intentional with that, but otherwise that just would have been kept being passed down because that's normal. Right. And so even though it may seem silly to say like, oh, well, 60 years ago, a woman couldn't have her own bank account or own property or Mm -hmm. make her own lawsuits. Right. Mm -hmm. Those beliefs have seeds that are passed on generation by generation until we become aware of them and we actively decide to believe and to um, like 
pour out something else to the next generation. If that makes sense. So yeah, that makes totally <laughs> sense. And just that you know, like I'm I'm not your daughter's great great grandmother, but mm-hmm. I grew up and I was told you eat your plate clean. Yep. Like we have the saying, if you don't eat your plate clean, then it's going to rain tomorrow or like the weather is going to be bad. It's like, yeah, it, like it's it just when you think about it, how silly. I mean, it's it's meant in a kind of a joking way, but just mm-hmm. listen to the message. It's like, OK, mm-hmm. I have it. Uh, I have control over how the weather is tomorrow. And if I clean the plate, then it's going to be sunny. And if I don't clean the plate, it's going to rain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like the plate, the food on the plate is neutral until we have opinions <laughs> about it and start injecting beliefs about it. Right. And then yeah, it's yeah. good to clean your plate and it's bad if you don't. Right. And it's yeah, the yeah. same with money. Money is neutral. Right. And a lot of us don't feel that way about money because we have been injected with beliefs. And when we're before the age of seven years old, we have certain brain waves going in our brain, mm-hmm. which pretty much just accept everything as truth, right? Yeah. Especially when yeah. it's coming from an adult figure in your life that mm-hmm. you trust, right? Well, um, and you're also dependent on that. It's not just exactly you have no right? choice. You depend mm-hmm. on that It's person. like back in the day when we were like living, we didn't have houses like we do today. And it was like, don't eat the red berries because you're going to die, right? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. important for them to just accept and to never test on their own. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so when we say things about money, even in passing, right, it gets injected in the same way when we were kids, right? We may not even realize, we may think that we're just watching some cute Christmas movie about Scrooge, right? We're actually absorbing a message about money and about wealth, right? And about women often too. It's like, just watch still how many messages are still in there about Mm -hmm. women and money, um, Mm -hmm. Or, or how how little women um, are successful with money in movies mm-hmm. still and stuff. Yeah, or even the main characters of movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and just to go on a rant too, mm-hmm. hearing how female um, leading actors still make less money than male leading mm-hmm. actors. And wasn't just... Um, Oh, gosh, now I forgot her name. Somebody just went to court because of that, because she learned that she was the leading actor and the male actor got more than she got. Oh, I don't know. But I 100% believe it. (laughs) Now I just forgot her her name. Like, it's just my my brain is a blank. So whatever. But I mean, it's not the only example. It's just. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. We can probably rant. (laughs) I know. I'm like, I could just go on, but I, I, wanna, <laughs> I, I, I love I to turn it more and more towards the positive. So let's talk about yes. abundance. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. So we're, like we were talking about earlier, yeah, exactly. yeah, abundance is the natural state, yeah. right? Yeah. Like with that big backyard at our mm-hmm. house, right? Abundance is the natural state. It would just take over, yeah. <laughs> right? And so That I feel like is not something that we usually think about with abundance. With abundance, when you say abundance, what usually comes into somebody's mind is a bunch of stuff, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? Having like more than enough stuff, right? Tell me about it because then they have the house full of stuff mm -hmm. and then they're feeling like, ah. I know I was about to tell you, I think that you can attest to the fact, right? When I just go to the extreme of that and I'm like, hoarders, do hoarders feel abundant? And I I know that you've had experience with, with hoarders and cleaning houses and it's like, so the opposite of abundance, yeah. the feeling, right? Yeah. And so totally. it's just like 
it it causes us to think further about okay, what really is abundance, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, especially in our society where we are, what is the right word for it? Consumerism, right? It's like yeah. it's focused on stuff a lot of the time. But mm-hmm. I feel like abundance can be anything, right? It's having more than enough time, mm-hmm. oxygen, sunshine, mm-hmm. nature, right? It's it's mm-hmm. about so much more than just stuff. Right. And so something that's really easy to slide into when you're first starting to work on your money mindset and you want to practice feeling abundant is enjoying the abundance that's around you. Right. Mm -hmm. You, no matter where you are in the world, you have oxygen, (laughs) you have air to breathe, right. Unless you're like underwater and it's being supplied to you in a submarine. Um, right. You have access to sunshine probably for at least an hour a day. Maybe if you're like in Alaska, I don't know. (laughs) I think they still have about three hours, no? Three hours? Okay. I was like, yeah. I don't know how limited it gets, but there's sunshine. I think it gets quite limited. Also, just in the north of Europe, it gets quite limited that it doesn't get daylight till till 10 or 11, and it's already mm-hmm. getting dark at two again. But I think you have about three hours, I think, still. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's like yeah. there are these things that are unlimited to us. Like we have mm-hmm. access regardless of pretty much anything. Right. And so even, especially if you're listening to this right now, right. How are you listening to, are you listening to it on a phone, on a computer? Like what all do you have access to, especially with the internet? I feel like we have access to like an overabundance at any given time. Right. And it's so easy to not see it because Mm. that's actually a gift that our subconscious gives to us. Imagine if you walked into a room and you noticed every single little detail in that room, Mm -hmm. it will be incredibly overwhelming, right? There are people who have a condition that causes that. And so they don't like to go anywhere new because it's just so overbearing, right? And so you can start to send your, it's called your reticular activating system to search and to show you the abundance that's around you. Mm-hmm. Right. And you just start to slowly look around the room and, oh my gosh, I have so much stuff. I'm like getting overwhelmed looking at it actively, <laughs> but you just start to look around and notice how much you already do have, no matter where you are in the world, no matter what your financial or otherwise situation is like, there's so much around you, even that you can't see because it's in the air. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what was the question again? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> It's totally, I think, I think that the question would have been, so like, what does abundance mean to you? Or what are Mm -hmm. some, where are people making thought errors when they think of Mm -hmm. abundance? And you Mm -hmm. actually answered it. Right. (laughs) Because most people don't, when they hear abundance, like you said, they hear about either full bank accounts or full houses, full of all their gadgets and things Mm -hmm. that they want. Not realizing that, um, especially full houses Mm -hmm. don't create um, a feeling of abundance oftentimes more Mm -hmm. like the opposite. And also like um, you mentioned the internet, the age Mm -hmm. of information sometimes doesn't make us feel abundant. Mm -hmm. Like even though information is abundantly available, exactly. How does it feel most of the time? Very overwhelming. Mm -hmm. So I I love that you, that you talked about this. And mm-hmm. I also know, like, I think it was in our pre-chat or wherever you said mm-hmm. abundance is a feeling. It's not mm-hmm. necessarily um, 
I mean, it is kind of like what it represents on the outside, Mm -hmm. but it's not necessarily the stuff you fill your house with. Mm -hmm. It's more like how you feel. And Mm -hmm. I love that. Did you want to say a little bit more about the abundance as a feeling? Sure. Yeah. I was about to say that when you were talking, I was like, yes, it's a feeling. Like I'm like, I don't know if I said that sentence, but yeah, abundance is a feeling, right? There are different things that feel very abundant to me that somebody else is going to look at it and be like, okay, like, so what? Right. Mm -hmm. And so the important part to me is that I feel abundant with it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's the most important part of it. So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if what society says about whatever it is, right? For me, one of the things that makes me feel abundant is like drinking hot water. I don't know why that is, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? But I just like that like warmth feeling mm-hmm. and I could just like drink it all day, mm-hmm. right? And so that's abundant to me. That's something that I enjoy and I intentionally sit in. This feels abundant, Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so where a lot of people get sidetracked is they feel like, well, I have to buy things to be abundant. Well, I can't, I feel like I can't afford this thing. So therefore I'm not abundant enough to purchase this thing. Mm -hmm. Right. And you start to get into this cycle relating abundance to money, right? When you can feel abundant and I would actually give this to somebody who's, who's going through a difficult time with abundance is to find something in your home that makes you feel abundant. Maybe it's a certain mug. Maybe it's watching a TV show, right? I love to watch TV shows where people are just like ridiculously wealthy. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'll surround myself with that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but just find something that feels really abundant to me. Sometimes on the days that I don't work, when my daughter goes to school, like I just sit and just like do nothing. I'm yeah. Like, this is I think a very strange feeling <laughs> for me too. the 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 most abundant thing for me or how I feel most abundant yes. is if I have mm-hmm. a lot of time to my um yes. that that I can fill the way I want that is yes. abundance to me mm-hmm. not necessarily the money and and also like when people feel sometimes that um like that they um they don't have enough and, and mm-hmm. they're kind of like trying to manifest enough. And I know you're talking about manifesting mm-hmm. a lot too. Mm-hmm. When you come, of course, from this kind of lack mentality, mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of like <laughs> shooting yourself in the foot. No, because you're what you're mm-hmm. doing then is kind of creating more scarcity instead of creating more abundance. Mm-hmm. When you come from that place and we all have abundance around us, maybe not necessarily with things or the bank account might not be as full as we want it, <laughs> you know, well, it depends on what you're relating it to. Exactly. And that's where a lot of people get sidetracked, yes. right? It's because yeah. they're relating it to some standard ideal that's way yeah. off in the distance. And they're yeah. not relating it to the fact that a lot of people don't even have $400 for an emergency. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's and like you, you have to be clear about what you're relating it to just having access to clean water. Yeah. Right. You're more abundant than most of the people on the planet. I just wanted to say that meme goes mm-hmm. around sometimes on Instagram or Facebook where they mm-hmm. say like, if you have a roof over your head and if you have food in your fridge, and if you have, if you look at this on a phone, then you're mm-hmm. already more abundant than 90% of the population on, on mm-hmm. the earth or something like that. Yeah. No? And yeah. Even think- having access to the internet. A yeah. lot of kids who, who go to school who need internet don't even have that, mm-hmm. right? And so it's like we we have this ideal image of what abundance looks like, mm-hmm. but we're not actually relating it to life mm-hmm. <laughs> and living life, right? And so I'm like, what was the question? I was going to say something else before that, and I got totally sidetracked by like <laughs> I don't know the amount of abundance <laughs> that we have. Oh, that's what it is. So cognitive. I I got my degree in psychology, so it's yeah. called cognitive. Um, is it a cognitive bias or cognitive dissonance? I'll have to Google it later, but 
both words get thrown around a lot lately. So So essentially what it is, is when you're thinking about a certain, a certain way of thinking about something, it's like scarcity, right? Mm -hmm. Your brain will literally seek out evidence of what you're thinking about, right? I could think about my relationship with my husband right now. And if I want to be mad at him, I can think of a lot of good reasons Mm -hmm. to be upset, right? Whether they're relevant or not, right? Mm -hmm. And if I think about what a great supportive husband I have, of course, that's what's going to come to my brain. Mm -hmm. All of the things are true, but it's what am I going to choose to look at? Yeah. Right. What do I want to believe and have be abundant in my mind? Mm -hmm. Right. It's not that they have to fight each other, right? The two beliefs have to fight. It's like, what am I going to choose? Yeah. And then what resources will I have come to me from that place? Right. Because when you're in scarcity, you're not going to be able to think of those thoughts of this is what I can do to have abundance. This is how I can get whatever goal I need. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you have to start flipping it over to a solution, right? When you're in a problem, all you're going to see is more of the problem. And mm-hmm. when you start to look for the solution side of things, then you can start to see the solution side of things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that saying too, where, we, where um, I read it and I don't know the origin. Mm-hmm. So if somebody does, let me know. Um, <laughs> but it's like, you are not your thoughts. You are mm-hmm. thinking your thoughts and you yeah. have control what thoughts mm-hmm. you want to think. Yes. Of course, a lot of thoughts are automatic. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you start paying attention, you have influence on on what kind of thoughts you're thinking and mm-hmm. then you can just intentionally choose the thoughts that support you better than all mm-hmm. these sabotaging ones no yes a lot of the times we don't like we're never taught thought work I'm like I wish that in, in elementary school we could just teach kids yeah. that <laughs> yeah right because we're not taught that our thoughts are just thoughts yeah. right they're not who we are they're not things yeah, that we necessarily yeah. believe unless we keep repeating them and repeating them and choose to believe that they're true right mm-hmm. and so something really good if you if this is like newer to you or if you want to kind of refresh on how to separate yourself from your thoughts is to just sit down for like 5 minutes do nothing <laughs> and notice what thoughts that come up and if if they're supportive hmm interesting if they're unsupportive hmm interesting right they're all just neutral like what we talked about mm-hmm. before with mm-hmm. with money and food they're neutral just because i think a thought it doesn't mean i have to take action on it right and on the same side a lot of times especially in manifestation and abundance we feel like we can only think positively and like something horrible like the world is going to end if we have one single negative thought right? And that is not true. I have negative thoughts all the time. Do I take action from them? Usually not, <laughs> right? Yeah, no. And you as a psychologist probably learned that too. It is something that I, I'm, I'm not trained in psychology, but I'm very interested mm-hmm. in how the brain works because of what I do for my work. Mm-hmm. And I just know too, that our brain is wired to look first at the danger, to look first at the negative. Mm-hmm. No, because that's how mm-hmm. we survived as a species. Exactly. But now we're not in the, in the saber mm-hmm. tiger we're now mm-hmm. more into bobcat and cougar. Mm-hmm. Time. Yeah, no, exactly. That is a, a very important part of your brain because it's how you survive. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's how the species has survived. Your brain is designed to keep you alive mm-hmm. for you to survive. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so it's really important to learn about how to train your brain to do certain things. Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of us have a habit of picking up our phone when we don't know what to do. Right. That was not innate in us when we were born. Right. That is a learned habit because we did it over and over again that sometimes I pick up my phone and I'm like, what am I even doing? Like, 
why is this in my hand? You know what I mean? I've done that before, even like opening the Instagram app. And I'm like, when did I decide to open Instagram? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And yeah. so it's so funny to realize, like, we have a lot of the times unconsciously trained our brains to do certain things. Right. And so we can do the same thing intentionally, right? We can repeat a certain cycle long enough for it to become very natural to us in a really helpful way. Yeah. Yeah. So if we want to bring that back to maybe money abundance, Mm -hmm. um, what would you say, how could people, I don't know, um, get a better relationship with money or Mm -hmm. like, because I would think a lot of people who are feeling they're not Mm abundant in money that's mm-hmm. I come from originally from finance and I'm yes. like yeah I, I help people get organized with their finances too mm-hmm. and what is really interesting is all the people who who complain mm-hmm. that for not enough abundance in their finances have a really bad relationship <laughs> that's mm-hmm. kind of like where we have to start even cleaning it up they all want it but they don't want to have anything to do with it at the same mm-hmm. time so from your yeah absolutely yes and a lot of the times right people don't even want to check their bank account yeah like, exactly. I want to purchase that thing and I don't even know if I have enough for it but I'm not going to check if I have enough because mm-hmm. I want to purchase that thing Yeah, yeah. Right. And so I did a whole podcast episode on it. I'm trying to think of what number it was, but it's called the Pavlov effect on the Logical Manifestor podcast. But in summary, essentially, is there is this uh, scientific study that was done with psychology. He was actually not a psychologist. It was actually hilarious how he came about finding this effect out. Um, And he was working on digestion. Okay. And so he gave these dogs this like powdered food. And he noticed that after a while, they would hear somebody walking up, right? There are multiple versions of the story. So I'm just going to go with the, the usual one because I did mm. some investigating. So he would, they would, the dogs would hear somebody walking up who had the food and they would start to salivate, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's interesting because they don't even have the food yet. Like, why are they salivating in, in preparation for food that they don't even know was there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so essentially there was a link between what happened right before they ate the food Mm-hmm. and their association with, oh, this noise has to do with food I'm about to eat, right? A lot of times we see this with dogs. Like yeah. my uh, my dad will get up to walk the dog and like the dog knows it's time for a walk. Like before oh, the yeah. leash has even been touched, like the dog is like, oh, it's time. Like, let's go, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of dog owners can relate to that. You're like, how did you even know? Like, you know, mm-hmm. um, and so what's really important to take away from this is that you can link something really unrelated to something else, right? In the same way that footsteps or a bell was related to that dog salivating, right? Mm-hmm. Does the footsteps make dogs salivate? No, right? But there is a link between them that was established yeah. intentionally, right? Mm-hmm. Or unintentionally at first and then intentionally to confirm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Good point. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yes. And so you can do the same thing with money, mm-hmm. right? You can get into a really great place. Like you can, I was t- talking earlier about like getting your favorite mug, drinking your favorite tea, find something that feels really abundant and relaxing to you and do that. And then go open your bank account or use the mint app. I love the mint app. That's how I track everything. Um, mm-hmm. but find something that feels really good to you. Maybe it feels good to you to make like a whole night of it. And you have like your favorite drink and you open up your laptop and you log into your account, right? Or you just look on your app on your phone in the morning while you have your coffee or whatever it is, right? Find a way that feels really good to you. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to start tying the emotions that you're feeling 
because you're Mm -hmm. intentionally feeling abundant, right? Mm -hmm. With Mm -hmm. your bank account, regardless of what numbers are there, right? Mm -hmm. And just notice the thought that you have and choose the thoughts that you want to Mm -hmm. experience, right? Maybe instead of like, oh my gosh, why did I buy that thing that was so dumb (laughs) to like, (laughs) I am actively choosing to pay attention to my financial decisions, Mm -hmm. right? Think of phrases that are true, right? Mm -hmm. And that you're stepping into and say them to yourselves as you do this, right? Mm -hmm. Because you can like, like numbers are just numbers. They are neutral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except for what we say it means, right? Yeah. And and I also want to just jump in real quick and say, like, me coming from finance, the Mm -hmm. same number means Mm -hmm. to one person, oh, I'm a failure. I can't do anything. I'm I'm, I'm poor or whatever. Mm -hmm. And to the other person, it means like, oh, I made Mm -hmm. it. I'm so good. So that's the proof how the number on its own is Mm -hmm. neutral. It is neutral. Yeah what you're mm-hmm. what you're making of it and I yeah. think like I'm into thought work too so it's like anything mm-hmm. is neutral it's just your thoughts that create yeah. the whole mm-hmm. it's just your belief about it yeah there are people yeah. who to them $100,000 is like more than enough that's like over a year's worth of expenses and to other people that's like a month of just business expenses, right? Yeah, they exactly. can't even live off of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I saw on your website too, that you have a, that you kind of created a system. You call that the three R system. Yes. Yes. I'm like, what, what are we talking about? Yeah. 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 No, no, the three R system. Do you want to talk about this a little bit? Because I thought it was really, um, uh, it was really cool. Yeah, absolutely. So something that's really important is that a lot of us, we just want to have like the problem solved. We're like, just give me the solution. And that's where a lot of um, like money making things come from, right? That's their source. And I've even done some like coaching courses or before like, oh, here's how to make money in business, blah, blah, blah. Right. And they work great for some people. Right. And they don't work so great for other people. And there's nothing different in the content that they're receiving, right? The difference is them and their own mind. And that's how I really got into mindset work because I was like, why can I not do this, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I always overachieved in everything it felt like. But now I was like hitting a roadblock when it became me running my own business and receiving money, right? There was just something that was not, even when I did make money, it was like, it never felt right. Like it just wasn't what I wanted it to be. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So the three R's, the first R is recognize. It's really important to start to realize the thoughts that you're having, right? A lot of us don't even get to that step, right? Most of the people in the world don't even get to that step of realizing, oh, interesting. This thought is coming up for me, (laughs) right? And so that's really the first most important step. If you just even take that step of starting to recognize the thoughts that you're thinking, you are so much deeper in thought work than most people will ever be in their whole life, right? And then the second R focuses on rewiring. So like I was talking about before, about the Pavlov effect, there are intentional ways that you can consciously rewire your beliefs, right? And so that's something that I completely advocate for, and I've actually done myself. And now I actually work on the subconscious level, right? And so it's really easy to go back to where did those that belief first come from, right? And un, unwire it and release it at the source, right? And rewrite the story that we do want to believe because 
It just means what we say it means, right? The event or the thought is neutral, right? And then the last step is focused on receiving, which is the thing that most people miss, right? Because they still wanting to earn it. They're still trying to deserve it. They're still trying to be worthy of it instead Mm -hmm. of just allowing it and receiving it. And so that's actually one of the biggest um, steps that I help my clients with because it is the kind of like the most difficult part (laughs) because we are so conditioned in society that you have to work hard. You have to be deserving for it. You have to go get a degree. You have to be qualified. You have to be certified, right? You have to show your show proof. You have to show more proof. You have to give people um, like over deliver on whatever the promise is. Right. And so we are very much conditioned to believe that we have to like go beyond far beyond what it is that we said we would do and what we committed to in order to be deserving or worthy of it. Or we believe like I did when I first started that, like what I really want to do isn't deserving and isn't worthy. So I have to force myself to do something else in order to be worthy and deserving. And then it just Mm -hmm. didn't feel good anyway. (laughs) And I think even if it kind of, if you come from that standpoint, even if you would maybe Mm-hmm. create a, a, a good business or, or would make money you would still not feel worthy no because I, mm-hmm. I think it's exactly. like that the carrot in front of the donkey or whatever because mm-hmm. you're, you're never going to be there mm-hmm. um, because it's never going to be enough because if you come from this um, I mm-hmm. have to reach this this and this to be worthy your mm-hmm. brain will always mm-hmm. come up with new reasons why now it's mm-hmm. still not good enough it's like you can never get there no it's like um, mm-hmm. yeah like if you believe I'm not worthy of success until blank, or I'm not worthy of wealth until blank. Like you will all, it's always it's, ahead it's of you moving. in time. How, how you you are only ever in the now. Yeah, so if you yeah. say, even if you, if you say um, in one month, whatever it is will happen, right? It's always going to be one month away because your mm-hmm. subconscious only ever lives in the now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so that's why something really easy to do with even with affirmations is like, say like, I, I am choosing to believe, right. Because then you're moving into the future a little bit, but you're Mm -hmm. still saying it in the now. Right. And in the past, something that I do very quickly with clients is I get, I start to have them think about all their beliefs as past. Mm -hmm. Like that's something that you used to believe, or you Mm -hmm. have believed in the past, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right. To separate it from this now moment. Right. And you're choosing to like, even though you made um, unwanted financial decisions in the past, right? Mm -hmm. You're choosing something different now. Yeah. Yeah. I I love that. That's actually really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, just little nuance. I I like Mm -hmm. that a lot. Yeah. So, um, you work, I think I would, or I kind of saw it on your website, you work with clients one-on-one, but you also have some kind of a VIP day. Uh, did you want to talk a little bit what you offer and where people can find you? Yes. I just started offering a VIP day. I literally just put it on my website. I haven't even talked about it yet. (laughs) Well, it's in the open on your website. Exactly. I'm like, oh, somebody looks at my website. (laughs) Yes, I do offer a VIP day. It's where we go deep into your whole relationship with money over several hours. So we're able to go deep and dig down and find things that may be seemingly completely unrelated to money, 
that affect it to this day and how you're showing up in your business and in your life and in any other area that you're making money from. Cause usually it's more than one source of income mm-hmm. and we dive into it and we focus on rewiring those beliefs that are affecting you right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. And so where would people find that? So tell me, where yes. would you, where <laughs> would you want them to go? Would you want them to go to your website or do you have a favorite? Oh, I'd probably media? just have you email me Kai at Kai or okay. DM me on Instagram at I am Kai Hernandez. Yes. Oh, okay. Just to even learn more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So is, is Instagram your favorite um, social media? Um, Yeah, I would say so right now. I have a really interesting relationship with Instagram just because I feel like a lot of us have beliefs again, right? Mm -hmm. Instagram is neutral. It's all what we believe about it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And so I've been back on Instagram for, I don't even know how many months it's been, but it has been such, it's so funny because I'm like, Instagram is exactly the same. And my experience with it is so different that, yeah, it's probably my favorite social media platform. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm like, I could just talk about thought work all day that has nothing to do with money <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay so then yeah. but put I all the link around and put I the have, links in um, the show notes okay so that people can find you and maybe you can also send over the link to the podcast episode that you mentioned with the mm-hmm. Pablo effect yes the Pablo effect. The absolutely I think that that would be very valuable for my audience mm-hmm. um did you want to um before we wrap up say some last words of wisdom or <laughs> <laughs> pressure's on <laughs> or a specific yes, and I do have a freebie for anybody who's interested but I think my my main word would be that especially when it comes to wealth we have a lot of opinions on who's deserving and who's undeserving and if we're worthy or if we're unworthy and so what I would say is that you are worthy because you exist, right? Because you are here. Kids do not question their worthiness until they're taught to question their worthiness, yeah. right? My daughter, I will offer her two things. And she's like, yes, both. I'm yeah, like, what? Of course. That, that was not what I was offering, right? <laughs> but they're so confident and they're so sure of themselves that they don't even question it, right? It's like, of course, of course I want both. Of course I can have both if I just say both, right? Yeah. And so I want you to know that you are worthy because you exist, right? And that if it's something that you desire, that it was meant for you, there's a reason that you desire it, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like being a firefighter is not something that I even think about because it's not something I desire and it's not something that's meant for me, right? My daughter, her her thing right now is an astronaut, an astronaut Mm. doctor. (laughs) An astronaut doctor. Yes. And I'm like, of course, like if that's what you want, sure. You know what I mean? It's like kids have no concept of worthiness of limits of timelines like they're just like oh I want this thing right Mm -hmm. and so they believe they have so much confidence that they're worthy of it Mm -hmm. because they don't have any of those other beliefs coming into their mind right and so the same for you like you are worthy of wealth because you exist Mm -hmm. yes and I'm like okay what was that freebie that I was going to offer what I was going to tell you about (laughs) um it is a freebie on uncovering generational wealth blocks in 90 seconds Um, that's something that I, I went through this process and I was like blown away because I was not expecting at all what came up for me. So I decided to turn that into a mini training, um, to offer to all of you, because it was just like, I had no idea that that's what I believed. And that's, that will work for you no matter what stage you're at. Right. I had done a lot of money mindset work up to that point and it was so refreshing to realize like, oh, now this is what I believe, right? And to be able to work on it on that level. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like th- th- that's that's a myth that I come across a lot that people think there is a, a place where they're done 
<laughs> there is no and I always say like I always say like I have clutter we all have clutter you will always have clutter it's just mm -hmm. a different level it's like a spiral and yeah. it, it comes and so you never you're never done learning you're never done exploring you're never done exactly. um yeah. and this is it, it's no surprise that stuff came up for you mm -hmm. because that's just how it works it's the same here and oftentimes whatever comes up is just a manifestation of whatever you believe and then you mm -hmm. uncover your belief system yes yep I actually found that I was like oh I know exactly exactly where I got this belief from. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Let's go clean that up. <laughs> yeah. And you were not ready before to even recognize mm -hmm. or see this belief because yes. your frame of mind was somewhere different and that's why it's coming now. So yeah, yeah that's why I, I call everything a journey, which it is. And I always uh, like try to put my clients at ease and say, like, mm -hmm. I have clutter too. There is no place where you arrive where you're enlightened and without clutter. <laughs> clutter free forever. <laughs> Yes. And I truly believe that like whatever's coming up is coming up because now it's ready to be healed. Exactly. Like you, but you said, it's like, yeah. this is the time yeah. and that belief is coming up. It was always there. Right. But yeah, it's coming yeah. up because now it's ready to be healed. Yeah. Now, now you're at, the, now you're at that point that you can yes. deal with that thing. Mm -hmm. Well, Kai, I really like, I could <laughs> probably, have to you know, we could just talk on. forever. <laughs> we could chit chat forever. And I think like that the, there's so many more avenues related mm -hmm. to money where we could yes. dive into more so mm -hmm. thinking of having you back in the future but I think yes for, I would love that yeah to be considerate of our listeners mm -hmm. they got a lot of information <laughs> that they have to digest for right now so mm -hmm. thanks so much for coming on and uh, giving time to uh, spend with me and my audience uh, thank you so much for having me Connie I truly appreciate it Okay, my friend, that was my conversation with Kai Hernandez around money, abundance and thought work. Thank you for joining me on the podcast today and listening all the way to the end. If you found value in what Kay and I were talking about, please share it with your business bestie, because if you found value in it, they will too. Have a beautiful and amazing week and please subscribe so you never miss an episode. See you next time. Take good care and be safe. If you enjoyed this podcast episode and want to go on a journey from chaos to peace in your home, office, files and finances with me as your guide, opportunities to work with me one-on-one -on -one are available. Go to conigraph.com to schedule your own personal Clutter to Clarity chat. In 20 to 30 minutes, we'll see if working together is a great fit. That is conigraph.com, C-O-N-N-Y-G-R-A-F dot com.